vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs were often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone. Welcome and welcome to our next interview. I'm so excited to be able to do these interviews because it's a great opportunity, not only for me to meet new people, but also cover a lot of different topics. When we talk about being an entrepreneur, when we talk about building businesses, there's so many different types of businesses that we can build. There's so many different ways that we can help the world. And especially for many of us who are vegan, Many of us are looking for, you know, maybe tapping into that optimal health. So I'm excited today to talk with our guest, Ella Majors, because we're going to be talking about, you know, being fit, being healthy and what it means and what it's like to build a business around kind of helping people. And I'm going to use just kind of the name of the business, be sexy fit vegan. And what I hope we do today is not only give you some inspiration for many of you out there who are business owners yourself, maybe in this space or starting a business, but for any of you out there that are trying to maybe tackle some things around your health, I'm hoping that our guest today, Ella, will be maybe a source of inspiration for you or maybe even a resource for you on your journey. So first, let me just say hello and welcome. Thanks so much for being here with me today, Ella. I'm so happy to be here with you, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. So, you know, I talk about, you know, you starting this business, I talked about optimal health and everything, but I always think it's great when people can get a little bit of perspective on your business, your vision for your business and what you do, you know, so maybe just give us a little bit of background before I jump into all the stories about how you got it started and what you're up to these days. Yeah, so Sexy Fit Vegan actually started in 2013. That was uh the, the brand that I created to really help bring veganism into the mainstream. Uh, so it fits perfectly with your, with your show here. And this past year, it's been a time of transition and we've just launched a program called 22 Reboot. Uh, so we've gone to really the mainstream once again. So I, I started back in 2013 with people that are starting to be interested. And it was right in that period where veganism was just coming into the limelight a little bit. It was so much easier to get information. I've been vegan myself for 27 years. Uh, yeah, 27 years. I've turned vegetarian at the age of seven, uh, vegan at the age of 15, 42 now. And the older I get, the more I realize just how important health is on a holistic level. So not just fitness, uh, but really looking at it from a holistic perspective. So I'm in this bit of a transition phase here of going from really uh, focusing on fitness per se to holistic health. Now, when we talk about holistic health, like what does that mean to you? Because for a lot of people, you know, when they start their vegan journey, they really start with what's on their plate. But I'm speculating, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what you, you say, that you're going to go maybe a little bit beyond not just their plate and maybe not just, you know, working out three days a week. You know, I think for a lot of people, holistic health is something that 
is not easily defined. Yeah, it's not. And it's something that um, I, I like to ask people too. So from my perspective, it's, it's really as looking at the whole person. So looking at people as whole beings and what that means from a level of, yes, nutrition, you know, yes, the body, yes, fitness and movement, but also longevity, quality of life, of connecting with our, our spiritual centers, kind of getting to know ourselves and our purpose in life and really expanding to a place of not just being, you know, healthy on a, on a body level, but also on a mental, uh, emotional and soul level as well. Now, how do you accomplish all that? Because one thing is when I hear that, I'm like, oh, that sounds really good. But then I'm like, oof, even if as a customer or potential customer, you know, I know sometimes people want to be on the right path, but it's so easy to get overwhelmed. So how do you give people, you know, access to that holistic journey or solution without them feeling maybe overwhelmed through the process? Yeah, you're so right about that. It's and especially nowadays when there's so much information, you know, I feel like before it was really hard to find information. Now there's so much information and a lot of it is conflicting. Right. So knowing where to start, knowing what to, you know, listen to, which, you know, diet, even in the, the realm of being a vegan, there are so many different ways you can go about doing that with what's on your plate. Do you count your macros? How much grams of protein do you need? It's very overwhelming. So what I like to talk about is really building a relationship with our bodies, with food, with ourselves. And that starts with kind of playing this role of, of the observer, of the watcher, of getting curious and approaching ourselves with curiosity and compassion is what I like to say. So being able to take that step back and kind of detach a little bit from who we think we are, what we think our limitations are, everything we we think we know. A lot of that is is programs, our programs that are harmful to us, that are disruptive and that are unhealthy. So kind of stepping back, becoming an observer and starting to become aware of the patterns, the thought patterns, the behavior patterns that aren't serving us, that aren't serving us now, but are also are not going to serve us in the long run. And so I, I always like to start there of just starting to separate ourselves from what we think we know, because what I like to say is just because we have a thought doesn't make it true. And so if we can kind of take that step back and and start to evaluate from a very neutral space. And a lot of the times we are quick, especially the vegans out there, to have so much love and compassion for all life on earth, right? All living beings, especially those that are suffering day in and day out uh, to end up on plates. You know, it's easy for some of us to have that compassion for others and not so easy for us to have it for ourselves. And then when we start to realize that we're making decisions and, and, you know, doing things that are not in line with our own benefit, you know, that are not, are not helping our cause, that are not good for our health. And we have to kind of look at what's that about, not on the path of beating ourselves up about it, but on getting curious and building a, a base of compassion for ourselves. And I love that you're touching on the idea of how important it is for us to all focus on a level of compassion for ourselves, because often we know how much needs out there. We often know how many animals we still have to save, you know, just everything that's happening around the climate that often we feel like we have to give, 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 or we have to compromise 
to be able to make the change we want to make in the world, that it can be hard to kind of figure out where you should be in the priority because you're trying to make sure that you're being a little bit selfless. But at the same time, you know, I even preach this and I don't know if you do as well, that, you know, you are your biggest asset. So if you're not feeling well, if you're not healthy, if you're not, you know, feeling inspired, you know, it's hard for you to do the work that you want to do. And for me, it's, you know, business owners, but I think that translates to, to everyone. So how do you help people reprioritize their life? How do you help people make sure that they're able to do the work that they want to do, but feel comfortable with allowing themselves to take up one of those priority slots in their lives? Yeah, no, this is this is a big one. And it's it's complex. And it's interesting, Stephanie, last year, you know, I, I thought I was, you know, on a personal level, thought I was taking care of myself. And I, you know, fitness is and movement and and strength training. That's something I've done since I was five years old. So that's, you know, that's a form of self care. I was doing that. I was eating right. But what I wasn't doing was taking taking any breaks for myself. And also, like you were saying, it's sometimes if we take time for ourselves or, uh, you know, even enjoy and play and, and find joy in things, it's almost as if we're, you know, forgetting about all the suffering that's happening. And that's the story that we tell ourselves. And I was on a path of not taking any breaks and I got burnout to the beginning of this year, uh, 2022, to the point where I ended up, you know, taking some time off, which was really hard for me, but it really got to that place where I, I realized I hadn't taken any time off and I was completely burnt out. And so that's that's the direction I've taken. What I'm doing now is helping others either prevent themselves from getting to that place of total burnout where really I sat in front of the screen, the computer screen, and it was like glazed over, like my creativity was gone. Um, I hit depression. I, you know, I, I experienced that full-on burnout. And I went so far as to go to the, the jungles of Peru on a 12-day ayahuasca retreat um, because that's that's the place I was at. I was in a place of, of desperation. And what I needed to find was was some peace, was some peace in, in inside me. And I don't think everyone needs to, you know, go that route of going that extreme. But we can do that right here by taking that time and realizing that by healing ourselves, by caring for ourselves, we fill our cups and only with a full cup can we really help help other beings, other, other people, other animals. So really understanding that and taking that into consideration and also knowing that our worth doesn't necessarily come from what we do. It comes from who we are. I mean, we all have this an inherent worth about just our being, just like we believe animals have that inherent worth of just being who they are, we forget that we we have inherent worth of just being who we are. And then we get addicted to the doing and the doing and the productivity and thinking that that's the only way we're worthy of walking this planet. Um, so coming back to that space of taking a breath, we don't have to be doing something every every moment of every day. What can we do to start to make some time for ourselves of finding that peace in in just simply being 
And that's really hard for a lot of us. And there are some really helpful tools like meditation. And that could be five minutes of meditation a day. You know, that can be uh, a mobility routine, not necessarily, you know, having to go to the gym and, you know, do a crazy hardcore workout. It can be doing a 10 minute yoga flow or, or a mobility routine. It doesn't have to look the same for everybody, but it is important to find those tools and implement them and create habits that keep us healthy on every level. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I had a similar experience with burnout this year, yeah. and I still would probably say I'm in a phase where I'm trying to still correct that challenge because, you know, what it took for me to get into that burnout stage, you know, I had to like walk my way back out of it and it took time to kind of unwind it. Some of it just mentally, what I think and what I believe and so forth. And then just time so that the ripple effect can kind of go um, throughout my business. So I think that's one thing, especially as entrepreneurs, we forget that we have to give ourselves the time and space to change. We have to give ourselves the opportunity to not just know we need to be on a better path or we need to you know, work towards this optimal health that we're all kind of hoping to achieve. But I think sometimes we get a little impatient. I think sometimes we, even as entrepreneurs, we think of it like, well, I got to get the email out and social media posts and I'm going to get optimal health. Like it's another check on the list right. as opposed right. to a process. Do you want to talk a little bit about how people can maybe prepare themselves or what mind shift do they need so that they commit to the process and don't just add it as another like to do item on their list? Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's really important, like you said, to build some new habits that are consistent. And part of that can be a, a guided meditation with specific mantras or messages that really resonate with you. Uh, one of the clients I'm working with right now, you know, her mantra is, uh, and I helped her create it, was I approach myself and others with curiosity and compassion. And and she's a, a, a therapist. She has her PhD in neuroscience. So it it's not about not knowing these things. It's about really embodying them. And the only way to do that is to utilize them and practice them and start to reprogram our minds through repetition. So meditating on that every single day, I approach myself and others with curiosity and compassion. And part of that is, is the approaching others, because I think for vegans, you know, our, our, from our ethical standpoint, it can be really taxing to just be living in this world where so few people kind of see the world in the same eyes, in the same yeah. view as us, mm -hmm. that can be really exhausting, you know? I, and so I think we need extra, if anything, extra time to give ourselves that, that compassion and that grace, you know, giving ourselves grace. How do we move through the world like that? So what can we do? And I always like to start with a morning, a morning routine. So and mine's grown quite a bit this year after I was, I was like, know, okay, I yeah. asked like, what's your morning routine then? <laughs> yes. Cause you know, it started with like five minutes and now I'm up to like an hour, but the more I do, the more I realize how much the rest of my day, you know, changes and how much more time it appears I have because of the state I'm in. Um, so yes. Yeah, so I, I start off with a, a guided meditation while I'm still in bed, kind of instead of jumping out of bed and 
doing the the Gary V thing and, you know, just going, 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 get out of it. You know, and I, and I look at it also, Stephanie, it's, it's kind of this intersection between self-discipline and self-compassion, right? So the David Goggins, uh, Gary V approach, and then the Tara Brock, uh, Jack Kornfield approach. Like, how do we, how do we marry? We can have kind of a little bit of both. And if we can have the foundation of everything that we do be self-compassion, then that self-discipline just feels very different. It's not no longer about like using your willpower and, you know, forcing it. It's like, no, I'm making a conscious choice here. This is every moment, every, every moment I have a choice and taking that power back of, I have a, I I get to choose. So for me, uh, yeah, starting with a guided meditation in bed and then it changes, but the last month I discovered the uh, Ram Das Here and Now podcast, and I, I'm listening to a Ram Das lecture every yeah. every morning, just maybe like twenty All minutes. Right, you tell me more because I don't know as much about it. Go ahead. Do you know about Ram Das? Oh, you got. Oh yes, girl. Yes, you you. I'm ready. Ram Das Here and Now podcast. He is a a spiritual leader from the 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, he he died recently, and he's. He really is is an amazing storyteller, and he's all about exploring our consciousness and being at peace, and uh, finding our value in in being, not doing. And he shares his journey. And he had a, a guru in uh, in India that he he met and talks about the those that learning process. And it, just listening to it every morning is, I find that it is reprogramming how. I think about productivity, how I think about being efficient all the time and and just that addiction that I have to doing. It it really helps me to take a breath and to find my inherent worth. And when I when I move throughout my day with that, so I, I sit on the balcony and have a cup of mushroom coffee <laughs> and listen to a Ram Das lecture and then do a 10-minute morning uh, mobility and kind of activation routine uh, that's a standing routine that I do with uh, some Tai Chi moves, with some Kundalini moves, with some joint activation, just going through from head to toe, every muscle and joint in my body and activating it. And so once I've had those um, kind of three steps along my day, I feel like I can then move throughout the day with so much more, more peace, with more clarity, and without so much rushing, realizing that there is no arrival. This is all about the journey we're on, which sounds so cliche, but it, it really is true. Like we're never going to arrive at a place where all our to-dos are checked off. Never going to happen, right? And it's, as soon as we get out of that place of, I got to check off the next to-do item, whoo, it's a load off. Yeah. I mean, it really is a load off. If we can really practice that present moment awareness about living in the moment. And again, I know that's something that, that sounds pretty cliche, but once we start getting there, once we start putting that into place, there's such a profound difference that we can feel and, an, and a connection that we can develop so much easier to other people, to nature, to the universe that allows us to trust, that allows us to trust that things are going to fall into place if we can just be here now. Um, because anxiety lives, it only lives in the present. I mean, in the future. Mm. Anxiety doesn't live in the present. And so many of us, myself included, I've battled depression and anxiety my whole life since I was 16 years old. And uh, it was just this past January, I, I got off of antidepressants and have been using mindfulness and um, 
and these techniques. And the the trip to Peru was helpful in uh, in finding my peace and and being able to navigate life in a different way. And that's what I want to help other people do. I love that because I I think sometimes we forget our own power, like mm-hmm. our own ability to change. I think sometimes. We're either looking at others and saying, oh, I wish I could be like that person. I wish I could do those things. Or, you know, sometimes, you know, the day, the world, you know, email, social media, whatever it is, can feel like too much. And when the walls start feeling like they're closing in, we forget that we do have the power to turn it around. Now, I don't want to make it sound like we don't need help because we all need help at times. But I do think there's something about remembering our own ability to sometimes crack a window or if we need help wave that white flag (laughs) out there because there's so much we can do by finding that peace by living in the moment by committing to some change and especially as many of us as change advocates ourselves you know we're asking Mm -hmm. other people to change the world change the world make it a better world for everyone, animals, you know, and so forth, that we have to recognize that we have to be, you know, change advocates that know how to let things kind of move through us to to move to a new space because, you know, it's easy for us to become rigid as well. And therefore, how can we change the world if we become so rigid in our own thinking and our own way of doing things that therefore... Um, sometimes our rigidness will come across as opposed to our power to not only change the world, but change others, but also make the here and now matter. Mm, So true. And one of my favorite quotes is the only way out is through. And, you know, something I I think that so many people do as well is, is really try to try to run from distract themselves, numb themselves from our negative emotions and that in and of itself is a barrier to to growth. So as soon as we can get to a place where we can feel it, I, I lost my, uh, I, I had a lot of loss this year and I, I lost my my beloved cat in a, in a traumatic way this past July. And, and from what I had, the growth I had experienced, I mean, it was devastating. I was devastated and I still am. But what I didn't do was, you know, go and try to, eat my feelings, overwork my feelings. I took some more time off, even though I just taken time off and, and I felt them and I allowed myself, I cried and cried and I reached out to friends and, and I talked about it and I allowed myself to be in pain. And the more we can kind of get comfortable with being uncomfortable the, the easier and the quicker we're actually going to move through and be able to come out the other side and have be able to see it um, for what it really was. And it, it, it really is always a, a growth opportunity, you know, as painful as it may be, it really is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, as people are hearing us talk today, maybe they're getting inspired. Maybe they're feeling that they need to make some change. They need to make some help. Could you give people a little bit more detail on how your business model works? Like how do people, how do you work with people? What's kind of your process? You know, how do they sign up? All that kind of maybe just starter stuff just in case today's session was kind of a light bulb moment for anyone who's listening. Yeah, well, this is exactly why I created 22 Reboot, which is at 2222reboot.com. 
uh, is exactly for that purpose because it's still kind of overwhelming and still kind of like, oh, what am I supposed to do? 22 Reboot is a 22-day transformation system that's really accessible to, I wanted to make this accessible to everybody. It's just 22 bucks for a very uh, structured, detailed program with video trainings from me every day that helps you make some shifts, not only in your mindset, which is the foundation, but also in your daily habits. So it actually gives you a 10-minute meditation and breath work routine to do every single day. It gives you a guided 10-minute mobility routine like I was talking about. It gives you the exact process to follow for 22 days, even for the busiest people. It's not a huge commitment. It, it does ask that you move for one hour a day. It gives you some guidelines about sleep. But takes you through the process one step at a time. You get an email every day to remind you of what you're supposed to do. And so the, I created that exactly for this, this purpose. Um, and it's really applicable to everyone. And it's really about disrupting the, the patterns that aren't serving us, creating these new ones that you can then keep up with after the 22 days and make them your own. So that might might mean adjusting them a little to make them work for, for you. It also has uh, meal plans, nutrition guidelines, of course, all uh, whole food plants, exclusive uh, recipes and meal plans to go with it. So yeah, that's the place I, I, I really recommend people to get started from there. You're able to book a call with me if you want some extra guidance. Um, It'll be a, a call with me directly to help you execute the 22 uh, reboot. And if there's an opportunity possibly there to work work with me on one-on-one -on -one or in one of my group coaching programs, that's always an option as well. Perfect. And they get there to the reboot by going to your website, Ellen Major, yep. or do they go to a different website? Yeah, ellamajors.com will have all of that. I also have a monthly newsletter that's kind of like uh, the last one I featured, the Ram Dass podcast. It's really a newsletter that shares with you guys what I'm doing in my life, my discoveries that I'm really excited about that I want to share. So that's the newsletter, ellamajors.com will also take you to 22reboot.com where you can sign up for the 22-day reboot challenge that um, that I think will help a lot of a lot of your listeners. Perfect. And if people want to follow you on social media, are you on Facebook, Instagram? Where can they connect with you? Yes. Instagram at Sexy Fit Vegan, uh, Sexy Fit Vegan as well on uh, Facebook. And yeah, those are the best ways. Perfect. So as we wrap up our interview and our time today, I always love to maybe lead with some type of motivation or inspiration. As you know, most of our audience are people who start businesses, have businesses, want to start a business one day. But obviously, you know, um, our audience are vegans that are trying to kind of make a change in the world and are often, you know, met with some of the challenges of just day-to-day -day life, you know, turn on the TV, look at our phones, but also the weight of starting a business and what it takes to do that. So as an entrepreneur yourself, and even from the work that you do now, do you have any general either inspiration or advice for anyone out there that's struggling a little bit, having a hard time, or just, you know, bumped into a major setback that they weren't ex expecting that could help them kind of move forward? I would say connecting, being connected is is so important. Connected with people that are, are, are get it. You know, a lot of us move through our lives, like I was talking about earlier, surrounded by people that 
that see the world very differently than us. And it's so important to be connected, to reach out for help when you need it. I'm a big fan of getting getting a coach. I think every coach needs a coach. And so I would say don't one of the things that I know that I can attribute to a lot of the success in my business was investing. I invested in coaching programs um, by people who knew what they were doing and and you know, people like yourself, Stephanie, who have the experience and also what you're doing is so amazing because not only do you have the business expertise, but you also see the world in the same eyes of, of compassion. And that makes a huge difference. Um, so I would say be stay connected, reach out for help. Don't isolate yourself. I'm an introvert, so that's my tendency. And so I, I have to place extra emphasis on being part of communities um, that, that get it and can support me on my journey. So I definitely recommend the same for everybody else. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for taking the time to, you know, give everyone a little bit of insight into not only the way you think, but the way that you help people really make that transformation, get to that optimal health. And like you said, really look at it from a holistic standpoint. I think it's really helpful when sometimes we stop and take a break, whether it's a break from work, like we've been talking about, or even just a break, like listening to a podcast like today, because it can help fill you with a different perspective that can sometimes help you, you know, where you need it to go. So yes. I think today's session is probably one of those sessions where like someone's probably listening and they're like, you know, I needed that today. <laughs> like, I just needed to hear that today. At least that's how it felt for me personally. And I just wanted to say thank you for that. I appreciate the opportunity, Stephanie. Absolutely. So thank you for everyone who also joined us live. I love, love, love when people join live. We didn't have as much chatter today, but no worries. I know you guys will jump in there in the replays as well. And we will share this as a podcast. So if you missed some or any of this, or you just want to be able to listen to this in your car ride home or listen to it again, it will be available as a podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. So thank you once again, everyone. Thank you so much. Ella, I'm really glad we had a chance to chit-chat and I look forward to us maybe collaborating, chit-chatting and doing more in the future. So take care, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Pivot, our vegan business interview podcast. This is recorded as a live streaming session. So I hope you'll join us for future interviews as well. We offer these interviews to help vegan entrepreneurs stay connected with the vegan business community. If you're interested in more in-depth insights or training, please consider subscribing to one of our premium podcasts, Going Solo or Fix It. Visit veganmainstream.com to learn more or click on the links in the show notes.